Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. All right, guys. Welcome to the Full Blast Podcast. I'm Jeff Fader. And before we get into it, let's take care of a little bit of business because I fucked up. (laughs) That's the beginning of the show. I fucked up. And fine. You know, listen, don't worry about it. We're going to get to it. We're going to get through it all. I'm with you. It is Friday. I am with you. Just hold what you got, okay? First things first, Broadback Ironworks, makers of the 2x72 grinder. This is an awesome machine, and I just used mine like crazy today. Here's a here's a major tip. If you're a knife maker and you're working on that belt finish, do yourself a favor and get the Broadback Ironworks surface belt grinder and true up your platen. If you got any dings or dips or whatever weirdness, it just will screw up your 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 belt finish. And if you want a nice belt finish, keep that platen flat and crispy clean like your anvil. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. And not to mention, if you get a Broadback Ironworks 2x72 grinder, they they have removable and replaceable platen plates. So you don't have to play. I play. I liked, I wanted to get used to the, the surface belt grinder attachment, and I love it. Get yourself one of them. All the attachments are outstanding. And if you go to BroadbackIronworks.com and you put in the promo code KNIFETALK10, you can get 10% off all the grinders, attachments, and parts. 10% off with Knife Talk 10. So get yourself a Broadback Ironworks. I'm constantly using my Broadback Ironworks all the time. And the Mareco Platin and all the different Platins, they're uh, the different attachments. They're awesome. And if you don't have a Broadback Ironworks, all the attachments are very user-friendly and adaptable. Because you're all problem solvers, right? 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 You don't have to be a knife maker. Woodworker, metalworker, sculptor, blah, blah, blah. I'm with you. Knife Talk 10 for 10% off at Broadback Ironworks. Next is... My friends at Even Heat. Even Heat is the manufacturer of the finest heat treat ovens available. Go check out your next oven at evenheat-kiln.com. Ain't got much better than that. There ain't got much better than that. If you're hardening steel, if you're hardening uh, tools, any kind of knives, hammers, axes, all that stuff, you, why? If you're doing stainless steel, would you stop sending a message to Knife Talk saying, "Hey, I just have a forge. And I want to heat treat stainless. What can I do?" You can't. You get yourself an even heat and stop playing, and you are going to say this. I I don't know why I waited so long, because it's so great. The tap control is awesome. I use, uh, I'm use. i going to be at the Center for Metal Arts next week. I'm going to be using the, their Ramp Master. Love the even heat. I'm even bringing another even heat, too, with me, just so I can do the temper. Ah, I love the even heat. Solid state drive, tap control. Stop playing. Evenheat-kiln.com, okay? Next is my friends at Nordic Edge. That's at Nordic underscore Edge. Nordic Edge makes pro tools for knife makers. They also make, uh, they sell abrasives. And they sell all the stuff for forging, blacksmithing, bladesmithing, whatever you want. They're in Australia. They're in Australia. That's nordicedge.com.au. And they will get you squared away. They teach classes. If Sausage Man Forge 
Jamie Bishop is involved. That's legit. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's all you got to say. He's legit. He is legit. Sausage Man Ford, she goes to see Steve Schwarzer. He goes to the New England School of Metalwork. He's under uh, Nick Rossi. He's under all these guys. If he's involved with, with Nordic Edge... That means he ain't playing. And Bjorn, too. So go over to nordicedge.com.au. Check out what they have. The Nordic Edge brooch that's for tang holes and all that. They have a, a the the big Mert file guide. And P.S., if Mert Tansu's involved, <laughs> if Mert Tansu's involved, they're not playing either. And then they have beveling jigs. They have all that stuff. So go check out what's going on over at uh, NordicEdge.com. And if you're in the United States and you want to find out what about that big Mert file guide, go to KnifeKits.com, and they got you squared away. You, you, I mean, you got a file guide. Big Mert is for big stuff. So get yourself involved with that, okay? And they actually sent me a file guide with the screw-on carbides. It is bomb-proof. Thing is sick. The thing is totally sick. Love it. I'm all in on Nordic Edge, and those boys are awesome. So go check out what's going on over there. Next is my friends at Maritime Knife Supply. That's MaritimeKnifeSupply.ca for all your knife-making needs. Belts, abrasives, steels, forges, presses, kilns, heat treating ovens, anything you need to get started or resupplied. They're in Canada, but they ship to the United States with ease, and you can take advantage of that exchange rate. Their steel selection is always growing, and Lawrence has got a pile of stuff coming in. He is a knife maker, so he knows what you need. He's taking classes at the New England School of Metalwork. He has gone to take classes with some of the best of the best, so he knows what you need and can get you what you need. And anytime I mention anything on on Knife Talk or Full Blast, he'll shoot me a DM saying, Hey, by the way, what I mean, what I, I can get that. Or I don't have it, but I can get it. Or I have it. So go check out what's going on over at MaritimeKnifeSupply.ca. Get that TR Maker stuff. Get all the, you know, he's got the damage steel. He's got the combat abrasives. He's got uh, the broad, he's a distributor of Broadback Ironworks. I mean, what more do you want? I mean, it's, it's enough already. Stop playing. Go check out what's going on over at MaritimeKnifeSupply.ca. I uh, want to thank my boys. Over at Trojan Horse Forge, Sam sent me a message. Sam Evans sent me a message saying some of my listeners already started using the new the new discount code Full Blast Ten to get you ten percent off all their stuff. They got ten percent off. You go to uh, TrojanHorseForge.com, use the promo code Full Blast Ten. You're gonna get ten percent off all your stuff because the shipping is already free in the United States. Get that stable rail knife finishing vice. Check out what's going on with their T4 Sentinel oil. And uh, listen, if you already have, he said, you might say to me, Jeff, it's enough with the Trojan Horse Forge. I already have the vice, but do you have the handle press attachment? What? The handle press attachment. You're making a hidden tang knife and you want to attach your blade to the handle. He has an attachment that fits onto your stable rail knife finishing vice and it pr- applies pressure. The blade is held in place with, you know, with the vice, and then the pressure pushes the pressure, and you can adjust it and move it. You can get it squared away. Oh, these guys are Sam and Jeff are unbelievable. And if they're in the built in the heart of Texas, and if you go to TrojanHorseForge.com, put in the promo code Full Blast, you get Full Blast 10, you get 10% off. Uh, when you get that, I'm telling you, the stable rail knife finishing vice is a hot ticket item. Stop. Stop asking me, well, what do you think? I'm telling you, I got a guy send me a DM. He says, what do you think about the knife of the stable rail knife finishing vice? I said, what do I think? I have two. I have two of them, and I love them. I use them for both hand sanding and handle finishing. Stop. 
I mean, swear to God, some of you guys, stop asking. I'm telling you. I'm getting mad. Sorry. <laughs> I'm fooling around. Uh, but seriously, Full Blast 10 gets you 10% off all their stuff. And they have payment, payment pl- plans available if you're afraid that someone will get your credit card bill saying, what are you doing? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Get yourself involved with the Trojan Horse Forge and the Stable Road Knife Finishing Device. Definitely check out the handle press attachment. I have to say this. My boys at Baker Forge, uh, that's Baker Forge and Tool on Instagram, have caused quite a talk, which I, I think I've been involved in. Uh, you you want you want beautiful exotic steels, Damascuses and Damascuses Damascuses. I think we should start saying Damascuses. You want to get sand mines. You want to get copper mines. You want to get all that uh, bronze mines and tiger mines and all these crazy stuff. You got a core, a carbon steel core. You got a you got some sort of jacket. Could be bronze. Could be copper. And then you have this pattern welded steel on the outside. Hoo-wee. It is unbelievable. It all comes annealed, ready to go. It grinds easy. It cuts easy on your band saw, on your porta band, your crappy porta band. It, don't worry. It don't matter how crappy your porta band is. It's going to cut through this. Uh, they're going to cut through this Baker Forge easy. Easy. You don't have to get the grinder out. Get your crummy band saw. Your grandma's teeth can cut through it. Get your. Just start feeding it through that grandma's teeth. You don't worry about that. Get you squared away. And then when you're done and you heat treated it, easy. They give you instructions on how to heat treat it, easy. Every time I've heat treated it, easy. There's never any inclusions. There's never any weird spots. There's never any stuff. And what you got to do is you got to get this stuff. This is the stuff we've been talking about on Knife Talk a while because people are can't stop talking about this etching. Now, listen, nobody ain't, I mean, there ain't nobody talking about etchings like they're talking about gator piss. That's right, gator piss. It is the it is a proprietary mixed up ferric chloride and something. I don't know exactly what you don't tell me. I is I don't ask. I mean can't ask for the secrets, but I got a jug of gator piss. God damn it's good. I mean you can't make it up. And the crazy part is people are crazy about the name. Name's great. Because people are talking about it. Here's how the people are talking about it. They're talking about the gator piss. They're like, oh, I don't like the name. I don't like the name. They say they don't like the name. And they send me a picture of the jug of gator piss that they have. And I'll tell them, you can't say you don't like it and then have it. You know, you can't have it both ways. You know what that's called? It's called talking out of both sides of your mouth. I'm against it. So get yourself some of that gator piss. See what the fuss is about. Because everyone knows you might not like the name, but the shit is good. I mean, you can't beat it. You can't beat it at all. It's enough. So get yourself some of that Gator Piss. Get yourself some of that Baker Forge. And if you go to BakerForge.com and you put in the promo code Full Blast, you get 10% off your order. Get yourself 10% off. Yeah, I mean, what else do you want from me? I'm giving you 10% off all these mother... I mean, all these guys, all these people. You can tell I've lost it. It's fine. I think I'm low blood sugar. I don't eat lunch these days. It's weird. Um, It's working for me, though. So get yourself some of that copper, my bronze, my sand, my mosaic pattern, Damascus, and full blast 10, get your 10% off at bakerforge.com. Get yourself some gator piss. And if you're in Europe and you say, I want some, I don't even know what alligator is. I know what piss is, but I don't know what alligator is. You go to DIY Europe and he, and that boy, Matt Bicker, he got Matt Bickers, he got that, he got that gator piss. Gator short for alligator. Piss is short for urine. Get yourself some of that. Stop asking. Next is my friends at Total Boat, totalboat.com. 
slash full blast is the code. And all these codes, all this information is all on the show notes. So the boys, had, uh, the boys and girls at Total Boat has sent me all sorts of nice things. And part of it is the two-part epoxy. I broke a knife with the two-part epoxy. I fucking hammered something, and then the two-part epoxy was... I was glued up into a vise, and I put too much glue on. I didn't use the rubber jaws like I normally do, and I made a huge mess, and then I ended up breaking the knife because the I got too much... The epoxy was holding the whole thing too much. I mean, I can't make it up. Get yourself some of that. I mean, if it's good enough for a boat, it's good enough for you. So go to totalboat.com slash full blast. If it's good enough for Keith Decent, Derek from Alden, Keith Johnson, Keith Mitchell, Jimmy Duress, and all those other ne'er-do-wells is good enough for you <laughs> get yourself some that total boat stop it uh gl hansen sons oh man gl hansen sons makers of that g carta unique composite fiber natural fibers fabrics mixed with epoxy under pressure and heat get yourself some of the bofa get yourself some ripple cut by tuck get some ripple cut tuxini by mikey My, mahi mahi radio worm g carta pheasant by mikey kellerama by mikey hula poopla by mikey and you're saying to my saying to me what the fuck are you talking about well listen it's like my carta it's like cross-cut micarta, but it's different colored rags that are like wrapped up and moving and they make a little, they have curvature and it almost looks like coral, but it's cross-cut micarta, strong as hell. And it is awesome. I, it's got lots of colors, lots of razzle-dazzle. They let me name one. I name, uh, they, made, they made, they asked me to name one. I, I added, you know what, they didn't ask me. I said, hey, can I name one of your colors and they said sure and it was an off variant of hoopla and we called it electric fuzz boy it is slick it looks like an electric fuzz uh it is dynamite so go get yourself some of that if you go to gcarta.bigcartel.com get yourself some of that gcarta check it out i love it i love the hoopla i love the colorama i love the pheasant it's all really cool stuff and if you want to try something kind of neat and different go get yourself some of that uh G. Hell Hansen and Son G. Card, okay? And last but not least, I can't not thank enough my friends at Tormek who are celebrating their 50 years in business. And they're celebrating by with the black T8 sharpening system. It's a water-cooled sharpening system. And I know some of you knife makers are like, I don't use sharpening systems. Imagine, I'm going to explain something to you. I used to not like the Tormek. And it was completely operator operator error. I am hard-headed. I know it's so surprising to hear, but I don't, sometimes I'm just like, I don't need to read the instructions. And it was like, I, it was all operator error. And what it actually is, is imagine a whetstone, but imagine it constantly moving. So you don't have to do the moving and it's water cooled and there's water all over the place. And you don't have to, you're not going to overheat your knife. You're not going to take too much off and all of a sudden you get that undercut that you do with the belts we all know don't pretend like you know what i'm talking about undercut at the heel we've all been there let's just get past it you can use the jigs you don't have to use the jigs but it what it did make me realize is it actually helped me with my knife making because i i ended up having to figure out ways to make the tormek work better and i made my edges thinner and everything thinner and now i have a razor blade i'm shaving my arm i don't have any hair on one of my arms and I, that disgusts me, but I need to know. And it's hair popping sharp. So get yourself one of them Tormex. If you go to Tormec.com or check them out on Instagram at Tormec underscore sharpening online. Uh, sharpening on I, Instagram, I should say. Check out what they have. They have been awesome. The customer supports there is is really great. It is a really dynamic. As far as 
something that's going to help you have your edges sharper, there is not a better machine on the market. I'm sorry. There's not a better machine on the market. I love it. I have three because I'm extra. And, I, and I'm copying my boy, Tom Robotter. I don't know what to tell you. But that, with that said, many thanks to all my friends. Oh, I meant 15 minutes. Oh, my God. All my friends at uh, who support this show. I try to make jokes about it because I don't want it to seem like it's so bad. But I got to tell you, I'm, 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 thank you to the sponsors of the show. I want to say first things first. I'm sorry, so sorry. Last this week was supposed to be my week off. I was gonna do a, I was gonna do what Howard Stern does and don't tell anybody. I was gonna have this week off, and then last week I had recorded an episode, and here's what happened: I had my daughter Lila back, and we had a blast we told funny stories we told little stories and weird stories and funny stories and i told her stories about my childhood and she told we did the, it was great and i thought all right bingo bango bongo ready to go and then friday morning I get a message at you know stupid o'clock in the morning because craig lockwood my my man my boy is in france so he sent me a message at three o'clock in the morning saying something's wrong with the audio well it's all my fault, and I'll tell you what happened, and then we're going to talk about what happened, and then blah, 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 we'll get through it. So the software we use, and I talk about this all the time, and it's just like, oh, you're talking about, you blame the software again. I'm blaming myself. I'm blaming myself. I just want you to know I take responsibility for any actions and things that happen in my immediate vicinity. If it's in my orbit, it crosses into my orbit, I take responsibility. You know why? I have a mental problem because I had family who never took responsibility for their actions. I take responsibility for everything. And maybe you're saying to yourself, that's weird. Well, that's the way it is. So my kid was recording and through the software, I usually I can tell when there's an echo. If you're recording or you hear a podcast with an echo, what's happening is it maybe the person you're talking to or, or you, one person, whoever's echoing, they're not wearing headphones or the, the, the other person is going out of the computer's head, computer's speakers and then back into the microphone. And that's where you get that echo. Or if you not, if the guy's not wearing headphones or if he's got one ear out, you know, sometimes people put one earphone on cause they like to be able to hear themselves or hear something else. If it, comes out of the headphones and it goes back into the microphone, you get an echo. Well, I can hear that. I, I've gotten to the point now, I've been doing this for a while, and I can hear when something's an echo, and we can work it out, and, and I kind of understand what's happening. So I'm like, okay, there's an echo. Well, check, change your, check your settings. Maybe it's coming th- not through your, your earphones. Maybe it's coming through the speaker, blah, blah, blah. I, when Lila was on, I couldn't hear any echoes. It sounded great, and I didn't know, and there was no way for me to know on the uh on the software we're using that there was a problem i couldn't hear anything i couldn't see anything i couldn't say any, i couldn't see what she was using it sounded good to me and i'm thinking to myself well if it's good enough for me if i can hear it and it sounds good then it's going to sound good <sighs> turns out she wasn't using headphones and it's my fault because i should have said something to her sometimes i try to say i try to i go i have this problem where i'm either over explaining to people or I'm under-explaining to people. And if I over-explain to people, I feel like I'm treating people like a child. And I don't want to do that. So I already had her on. She already knew. And whatever. Look, 
there's a reason why she was she didn't realize and I didn't realize and so all of a sudden the episode has got echoes in it and Craig says well I could fix it but it's gonna take a couple hours I said you know what I've had enough don't worry about it we'll just just keep going don't don't fix it. I don't want you to spend time with it. I, I, if it's going to sound weird or it's not synced up or there's too much. I don't like it when there's too much editing. It just sounds weird. If it's not right the first time. So I was bummed out. And one of the reasons why I was so excited is because it was Lila saying goodbye. She's saying goodbye because we took last week, we took our daughter, Lila, to college. Took her to college. So if you're new to this, I have an 18-year-old daughter. My wife, Hillary, and I raised her in this small town. And we were actually, frankly, you know, the interesting thing is, is when we moved to this small town in Westchester, it the school district was not very good. And in terms of ranked in the school districts in New York, it was very low. And what happened was when we first moved there, that we moved to this town, there was a ton of like people from Brooklyn moving up with young children and they were all the same thing. They all wanted to, they had a baby, they wanted to have a house, they wanted to have a, you know, raise their kid outside of the city. And then they wanted to be able to, you know, provide and have a nice blah, blah, blah. Well, all these good natured liberal people, P.S., P.S., all these good-natured progressive liberal people, when they saw that the school district was not, was very, you know, it was, it was not, it was way, di- very diverse. It was too, almost too diverse for some of these people. They all took off. They took their kids into private school. They took their kids away. They moved. They got to better school districts or they even faked their, you know, their mailing addresses so they could go to different... Listen, we, my wife and I, I'm a product of private school. My adult, my wife is a product of pro- public school. We thought, why are we going to take her out? She's clearly having a good time. She's working it out. This is how life is. You don't, you know, you're going to be in situations where there are other people who are, don't look like you. And so as we go through, as the years go on, frankly, frankly, Lila was one of the only uh, white kids in the class, which was fine. We had no problem with it. We had no problem with it. We were fine with it. it was, this is life. No problem. I am for it. We were for the school district. She made a lot of great friends. She made a lot of, uh, she had a lot of great, to- good times. She met people with different cultures and it was a very rewarding experience for her. I'm with you. Listen, you make your own decisions in your life. You have a family. You have to do what's right for your family. In our regards, we had made the decision. We are going to save for college. And we're going to get her through high school. We're going to, she's going to have a very well-rounded situation. We're going to, we're going to add the, her, her school education with travel. We do a lot of travel and we spend our money on, uh, we didn't spend our money on things. We spent our money on, uh, we didn't spend our money on education. If we had put her in a private school, forget college. I mean, that ain't going to happen <laughs> for 13, 14 G's a year. I mean, and that and light, that's a light cost with 20 G's a year. Some of these place 20 to 30, to, I mean, it's the price of college. I mean, for what? We had a great experience. Lila had a great time. She was a very, very well uh, respected person in the community. We liked being in the school district. We were happy. We were supporters and champions of the school district. We made the decision to save our money and go to college. She can go to college, whatever college she wanted. We had a 529 plan. And thanks to my wife, she set something up early on. We scrimped and saved. We didn't go crazy. All the little things that we would do, we were like 
every year since the day she was born, every month we would take money and invest it in her. her so blah, blah. I've said enough. Applies to college, finds a college she really wants. She's decided, I've been in this small town too long. I want to go away. I want to go somewhere else. She finds these schools in California that she wants to check out. She wants a whole different vibe. She and Hillary went out there. They went to five different schools. She fell in love with this one school in Los Angeles. And she fell in love with it. And it was like, this is it. And we took her to schools in New York. I took her to NYU. I took her to Columbia. I took her to all my places. I took her down to NYU. I told her where I used to buy weed. I showed her all the different restaurants, you know, all the different sketchy places. We had some dinner. I showed her, oh, this is where I used to do this. It was fun. She was, you know, it wasn't enough. She needed, she wanted California. She's sick of the summers, sick of the winters. I'm with you. Gets into college. She applies to college early. She has put all her eggs in this basket. And it was like, I, I was like scary because I was like, what are we going to do if she didn't get in? She got in early, not to mention she got in with a huge scholarship, giant merit scholarship. Not only did they want her to come there, they wanted her to come here so bad, they gave her a pile of money. She's a merit scholar, tons of money off. It was unbelievable. Congratulations. And then it was like easy street. And then I had her on uh, early after graduation. You could hear if you listen to the old episode with Lila, she was all just like ready to go. We, she worked hard, top of her class, number six in the class, uh, in, the, in the whole school, in the class. Awesome student, tons of blah, blah. You've said enough, I've said enough. Summertime, we didn't want her to work. Usually she'll take two or three jobs this summer. We just wanted her to relax. And she relaxed, got her shit together. So last week we recorded, She was. we talked about, are you excited? What are you feeling so far from home? That's what everybody says. And that's the thing. It's uh, the people in the neighborhood are coming up to us and they're saying, well, what are you going to do? And she's going away for, she's going so far away. You're not going to see her. And it's blah, blah, blah. And we're just like, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And one of the things that we noticed was there's this concept, I believe, and I don't know if I've made it up. I don't know. I'm just noticing it. There are people who are putting upon you their own fears and they're looking for a reaction out of you. I'll give you an example. We have a great friend, came over to the shop, had some things to do, and said to me, wow, Lila's going away. She's going so far away. What are you going to do? Are you sad? And to answer the question, I said, eh, I'm a little sad. I mean, obviously, we're very proud of her, or very sad, and but it, we're, we're very sad. We're more happy than and excited than sad. Well, And then she goes, well, you're not supposed to be sad, and I've been here before. No, no, no. She wanted to lecture me, basically. So, and this has happened a couple. This happened a few times where somebody brings it up, tries to get me to say something vulnerable, and then tells me how it is. It's like it's like Gary V. Jr. I'm gonna give you. If you're listening to this and you're saying, "What are you talking about?" If you're in a marriage or if you're in a relationship, and somebody tells you something, that like, "Oh, this happened to me today," da, 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 or da, 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 da. They don't necessarily want you to solve their problem. What they're doing is they're telling you how they feel and you're to listen. So some of these people will tell you how they feel. And then what they'll do is they'll try to, the other person will try to solve your problem and they're telling you what to do. I don't want it. I don't like it. I don't like it when people tell me what to do. I don't like people to solve my problems. And I'll tell you why. This is actually the reason why I don't like it when I get, 
I, unsolicited criticism. I don't like it to the point where people have asked me, what's the problem with unsolicited criticism? I don't want to be told if I'm doing something right or wrong. I don't care. If I ask you your opinion, then I care. But if you just give me your unsolicited advice, I don't like it. And it comes from a place of, un, be, I'm a slight, it's slightly unreasonable. It comes from a place of slightly being unreasonable. And what it comes from is growing up, my mother and my father, and were my sisters, they would say to me, you don't know what, I would say something and they'd say, you don't know what you're talking about. And they, there was a lot, and not as much my sisters, and they do say that. Like, I'm going to get carry on at some point. We're going to, we're going to hash it out at some point. I worked on her last night, but we're going to get a, she's some, got some stories. I got to get my sister on. But my mother or my father, they would say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And they would diminish my opinions to the point where I knew I was right, but they made me feel like I was wrong. And as I got older and I realized I'm right, I'm right. I know that I'm right in this situation. You're making me feel like unconfident, not confident. And it got to the point where now almost 50, almost 50, I am, I just, I feel like I got it under control. And we're going to talk about Lila in a second, but I feel as though I got under control. So if I get unsolicited criticism, I naturally go into attack mode, but not like I'm going to say something online. Usually what happens is is I'll take it to one of these podcasts only because as I've said on Knife Talk and I say it here, I don't fight for free. I don't go online. I don't fight in the DMs. I'm not interested in fighting. I'm not interested in telling and, and not interested in having a back and forth where they say something and then I say something and I'm waiting for them to reply and then they reply. I don't like any of that. I'm not interested. I'm not going to fight for free. I don't want to get sucked into a relationship with you, good or bad. I don't want it. I'm going to bring it here and I'm going to bring it to a place where I'm getting paid by the hour and I'm going to use the drama that has been inflicted on me and I'm going to amortize it. You know what that means? I'm going to make it pay. I have to burn time and I'm getting paid to burn time. So I'm going to burn time with some of the garbage people say to me. So that's it. So if you have, and, and I, I'm going to give you, I said this on knife talk. I beat the brakes off some guy. Um, and if, if in the DMS, if I ever write, get off my phone, Imagine that's like the rattle of the rattlesnake because I'm just, I'm just, you're, get off my phone means you're just, I'm about to just beat the brakes off you on a podcast and it's nothing, it's nothing. And I'm not going to block you. I'm not going to make a thing. I just don't, don't just please. I'm begging you back to the story. I'm not good at it. My Hillary and I feel like as though we raised a very competent, very, uh, comfortable child who's comfortable in her own skin. She's very charismatic. She's very smart. She's very, she's, she's fantastic. I can't say enough about her. We decided we're going to fly her out. Every, some, for some reason, everyone's like, you're going to drive to California? Of course not. We're going to drive to California. What am I, 20? What is this? Some sort of college trip? We're not driving to California. We're flying to California. We're going to get her in and get out because my wife and I are going to be working for the rest of our lives. We're going to be working for the, even though she, my daughter's a merit scholar, we are going to be working for the rest of our lives. And that's just the way it is. And I'm perfectly happy. And unfortunately, you know, and, and you know, speaking of, 
I know I'm going all over the place, but I'm 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 in, I'm in, a, I'm in the right mood. I'm in the right mood. One of the things my wife and I were we're both going to turn fifty. I'm on a month apart. We were planning on going on a trip. After our trip to California, we're saying we we're driving, we we're flying home. We're going to talk about that. I said, "What are we going to do for our birthday? We should go somewhere to the beach." And my wife says, "Oh no, we're going to pay for college." So I think that Hillary and I are going to have a white claw, and I think we're going to have a white claw, and we're going to high five, and that's going to be our fiftieth birthday. And uh, nuzzle, we're going to nuzzle. So that's that. So back to the trip. Daughter did a great job packing. She sent a lot of stuff ahead of time. We got the, she found the roommate. We got the roommate. The roommate's really wonderful. And uh, we flew out to California. And before we flew out to California, we were told the day before the move-in, the day we, we flew out on a Saturday and the move-in was a Monday. So we had Saturday night, Sunday, and then Monday. We were told that a hurricane was going to come to Los Angeles on uh, a Sunday, a hurricane, a once in 70 years weather disaster, weather situation, a weather situation, a hurricane. And guess what it was called? Hurricane Hillary. And guess what my wife's name is? Hillary. Hillary. My wife's got two L's. Hurricane Hillary, one L. Oh, boy. I mean, irony upon irony and coincidences and all this stuff. But my wife got her her balls broken by all of her goofy friends. Oh, Hurricane Hillary, Hurricane... I We know all about it. So Hurricane Hillary's coming and then Hurricane Hillary and her husband and daughter flying to California. We didn't sit together. It's fine. We got cheap cheap tickets because we... You know what? Not easy to fly in the United States. Got out there, got into an Uber, brought all of her stuff, got to the hotel, and then, you know, they're starting to rain, and they're talking about the weather, and they're talking about the hurricane. And we decided, my wife and I, we got to the hotel, it was, you know, it was about a mile and a half from the, from the uh, college, and we decided that we'd get a couple stuff, a couple things at the grocery store. So my kid and I thought we'd go on a sortie. And go get just go get some things in case something happens, lose power. I don't know, you know, get some food, something. We're stuck in there. We've been through Hurricane Sandy. Hurricane Sandy was like unbelievable in New York. Half of New York sunk. I, you have no idea. The water levels rose, and the 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 subway system was soaked. It was underwater. It was like the city. city Manhattan was underwater. A lot of it was underwater to the point where I was on a metal shop during Sandy and we got hired to build steel berms to protect a lower Manhattan elevator pit. And the, we were like, what are these berms for? And the berms were in case there's another flood like that, the berms are going to slow down the, the river. It's going to slow the river down so the elevator pump can keep up with the rising water. That's that's water. We have to build berms to slow the river down, which was like, we're, this isn't going to happen. I mean, you're fucked. <laughs> you're counting on me. You count on me and a couple of do- dopes to weld up some stuff to prevent the Hudson River from coming into your elevator pit. 
I mean, yeah, it is a last straw. It's a last straw situation. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't have used all that hair product, all that, the aerosol cans back in the eighties. And you wouldn't be grabbing me and a couple of dopes to try to make some berm so the river don't come into the elevator pit. I mean, that is embarrassing. That was a hurricane. Hurricane Sandy was a hurricane. You talk about Katrina. You talk to anybody from New Orleans, when they tell you about Katrina, that's a hurricane. You're going to see tears running down people's eyes as a hurricane. People died, businesses destroyed. It destroyed the city. It started raining Saturday night. My daughter and I went to Ralph's to get some things. Everyone grabbing everybody in Ralph's in California. They never have, they never had in this part of Los Southern California. They said they don't get rain. They don't even get rain. They get rain once a year. And this was this was rain. And it was drizzling and people are losing their effing minds. Buying milk, buying bread, grabbing as many beers as you can. P.S. You're in California. You don't have to go to a liquor store. You can get your you can get your hooch in the supermarkets. That's convenient. Boy, people are grabbing handles of Jack Daniels. I can tell you that. So we went in there, grabbed a couple things, and then we saw a taco truck outside. And I said to my kid, hey, we're in California. We want to get tacos from a taco truck. Got some tacos. God damn. I, I'm saying this. Uh, I'm saying I've had good tacos. I'm now officially on board with they, they, nobody making better tacos in the United States than in California. I'm sorry. I mean, Los Angeles, we had a, uh, t- t- little tacos. Ain't nobody in New York making tacos like this. I never had a taco as good as the tacos I had at this taco truck. We had a chicken ones, and we threw a little of this sauce on there, and a little cilantro and all this stuff, and we whooped them down on the side of the road waiting for the hurricane to come. Went back home next morning, turned the news on. The hurricanes are coming through. Hurricanes are coming through. Get ready. I, I mean, it was raining. It was raining. And we're like, what are we going to do? And I'm looking out the window and I'm seeing, I'm not seeing the ground being really wet. Back home, if I look out the window and it's raining, I'm looking at sheets of rain and then I see a slick of water on the, on the blacktop and that's rain. That's real rain when it's like the, when it's not absorbing into, it's not absorbing into the concrete. I looked out the parking lot during Hurricane uh, Hillary in Los Angeles. This, the, the rain was coming, but the concrete was absorbing, absorbing the rain. And then I'm just like, well, when's this hurricane coming? We decided to go for a walk and then it started to rain. But the kind of rain that if you were in a regular town, the school, the, if you were in a regular town, you turn the radio on and you ask for, you look for a traffic report, they would say something. Here's a good example. It's a traffic report in New York. Okay. There's flooding on the sawmill. There's flooding on the FDR. There's rain, but there's flooding. That's it. It's flooding. It was raining harder on a regular rainy day in New York than it was in Los Angeles. Now, what I'll say is this. I don't know from deserts. We weren't in deserts. I've under the I would imagine if some place was very dry and you got a ton of rain, I can understand the mudslides would be very dangerous. And I'm not talking about that. God bless the people who were affected by this hurricane uh, outside of Los Angeles. Inside of Los Angeles, fuck out of here, man. And here's the problem: the the the, the video you would see 
And I think there was the only thing that was crazy was the video around Dodger Stadium, which I wasn't. It was completely encapsulated with water. I don't. That was really weird. The one thing we noticed was the infrastructure in the city of Los Angeles. They the gutters could not handle water. I mean, to the point where you could spit on the ground and it would <laughs> it would overflow the gutters. I mean, it was it was pretty pathetic. There wasn't enough rain, and you could see all the water coming. I was like, oh, I can understand why there's flooding. The infrastructure in Los Angeles is not good. The drivers are not good, and the infrastructure and the roads are not prepared for these things. I mean, they have gutters, they have drainage, but apparently, I don't know. I don't know. I can't understand it, but it was uh, intense. We decided to walk from the hotel to the campus to just check it out. Mile and a half, almost two miles. We walked in the rain. We had umbrellas. We weren't soaked. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. We checked it out. College is great. It was all closed up because of the hurricane. Bingo, bango, bongo. We went to the uh, Grand Central Market in Los Angeles. If you're in California and you don't go to the Grand Central Market, you're making a huge mistake. Imagine a huge place where there's little hawkers and street street food in this place. You can eat what you We ate till our cows come home. It was unbelievable. Went there, still looking out the window. Rain wasn't that bad. We got home. Rain wasn't that bad. And then... There was apparently an earthquake, which we didn't really feel. We saw watched on the TV. TV made it seem like it was really bad. The liquor store had their had their wine hit the ground. If I'm under the impression that there are a lot of earthquakes in California, if I am a liquor store in uh in in areas where there are earthquakes, I might put a rim on the on the shelves just to make sure that I don't deal with that because I it was you know it was just like I was like well I mean glass falling off of shelves is kind of something that you would imagine happens and if you know there's an earthquake why don't you put some sort of way that they won't fall off but I mean what am I what do I what do I look like Gavin Newsom (laughs) fucking guy I don't know enough about it there we are had a nice day getting excited getting nervous now it's Sunday, we had a nice day as a family, and now we're getting ready, getting ready to drop our daughter off to college for good. Raised her in her house. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Decided you're going to be surprised when you hear this. I had a battle plan in regards to my behavior. My behavior. I wanted to make sure I had, I was on good behavior. Because I felt strongly that my daughter deserved it. And you're going to say to yourself, what's good behavior? Dick jokes? No. Uh, I did have one dick joke that was actually not a dick joke. It was a poop joke. And I'm going to tell that in a minute. I was really, I, this was my favorite. Daughter didn't like it. I thought it was great. I'll tell it in a minute. I didn't want this trip to be about me. And I know, I'm going to say something to the maker community. I know that you guys are very sensitive people. <laughs> you have opinions and you have feelings. A lot of the feelings that you have may possibly, and don't take this the wrong way. If you're listening to this, you're a maker, and you're just like, what is he about to say? Don't take this the wrong way. It's not you. It's you. Well, it's you. It's you. It's all of us. We're all very sensitive. We're all very creative. 
We're all looking to express ourselves in a way that people can see what we're doing. They want You want some sort of validation for your being by making something three-dimensional or a painting or a drawing or a behavior. You need validation that's more than just, I'm a good person or I'm a creative person. You need that physical thing that people are going to see and they're going to say, wow, that person made that. That's what you're looking for. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm the same way. Look, dude, I, all I want, all I want is I don't want to be on TV. I want to be on the radio. You, you can hear what I say. You don't have to see what I have to say. I want to make stuff. People can use it. They don't have to see me. I'm looking for validation too. I understand. So I'm in this too. So just brace yourself, but don't take it the wrong way. You're all a bunch of narcissists. <laughs> And I am too. I'm telling you, I'm aware. I was the child of two narcissists. And I'm telling you how it is. How it is, how it is, is I know that there's a, it's very, it would be very easy for me to make it about me. (laughs) I can make it about me so fast. I can say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Make it about me. Well, what about me? There was someone in my family who used was that was their that I used to make the joke that it's going to be on your tombstone. What about me? I'm getting a glass of water. Well, what about me? What about me? So I can totally see myself. It wouldn't take much for me to make my daughter's trip to California about me, about my feelings. And I said to myself, "You are not." going to make it about you. Your job is to make this transition as comfortable and as easy for Lila as possible. To the point when I found out that our episode was ruined for the most part, and it might have been because she kind of knew she was supposed to wear her phones. She decided not to. I didn't want her to know because I didn't want her to feel bad. I didn't want her to feel guilty. I didn't want her to feel bad. It was my decision. It was my fault. I wanted her to feel confident. I wanted her to feel like it let me down. I wanted her to not have any kind of emotional feelings other than looking forward to this event. You're going halfway across. You're going across the country from New York to California by yourself. The longest time you've ever been away from your family. You don't want. I don't want her to feel homesick. I don't want her to feel like I made the wrong decision. I don't want, I want her to be confident. So my decision was when I go out there, I'm going to be super helpful. I'm going to be super helpful to my wife. I'm going to be super helpful to my daughter. I'm not going to cause a fuss. I'm not going to be a dick. I'm not, because I can be a dick. I know this is like, I mean, you're just like, what? Is that possible? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can make a problem out of nothing. Oh, man. Hey, nobody can make a problem out of nothing like I can. I tell you what, I'm telling you, I'll make a problem so quick out of nothing. All you have to do is look at me funny, and I'm just going to just look at why did that person look at me like that? And what what happened? There are things that happen that I can totally, I mean, it's a problem. So I made a, a conscious effort to not be a problem 
I've made a conscious effort to be supportive of my daughter and my wife because this is a tough situation. Next morning, go out, get coffee for my family. In the morning, family wants coffee. I offer to get it. When we're out of town and they wake up and they're a little bit cracky and cranky and we're waking up, I offer, I'll get you coffee, no problem. Lila makes the makes the order. I run over to Starbucks, no problem. Get the coffee, bring it back to my family. My family needs me. That's what they need me for. They don't need me to cause a problem. That's what they need me for. We got everything and it was all systems go. We called an Uber because that's what you do in California. Ain't no, I mean, I mean, you have no idea how big of the, and we had two giant duffel bags. We had stuff we grabbed from Target. Hey, and there's no, we're not walking two miles with all that stuff. It ain't happening. Got an Uber, showed up. Campus is open. The gates are open. They have a whole. They have a whole orientation team that's cheering everybody. Welcome to welcome to school. Welcome home. And they're chant, dancing, and they're singing, and they're saying hello, and they're being super. Because there's a pile of kids coming for the first time, leaving their homes, and they're just smart. The schools are smart. So one person says, "Oh my God, you came to school in an Uber? That's awesome!" And I was just like, "That's what we do in New York." I'm making jokes already. I'm having a good time. We get to the campus. We check in. We lie. My kid gets her stuff. We find her dorm. Bring the stuff to the dorm. We meet her roommate, who is wonderful, just terrific kid. Met the father. Father is from New York. He lived in New York during 9-11 and we had a lot of nice conversations and we, I, he was great. He and I had a drink. He's a great guy. Really liked the, 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 my kid's roommate, really like her father. What could be worse? Nothing. We get to the campus, her dorm, dorm room's great. It's terrific. Right on the quad. So, of you know, maybe a hundred feet from the quad is the dorm. It's smart. The quad, the dorm, the freshman dorms are right there. They're right next to where the food hall is. They're right next to the classes. Easy. There's goddamn palm trees all over the place. There's a banana trees. There's the smell of jasmine. There are tropical things on this campus. It is paradise. And by the time we moved her stuff to the room, the sun came out. All of a sudden, earthquakes. Forget it. Hurricane Hillary. What? No problem. All gone. And the sun came out, and it's Southern California. Uh, you got the birds are chirping. And you got the palm trees and the fucking coconuts. I think that there were coconuts. Got her to her place, went to the food hall, got some lunch, looked at the campus. And, you know, Lila was excited, but then at the same time, she was just, I think that she was very jet lagged and she was tired. We gave her a break, do your thing. We walked, and Hillary and I walked to another Target to get her a couple last-minute things. And Hillary and I made the decision. There was an opportunity. Our flight was going to leave on Monday. There was an opportunity for us to go get coffee with our kid Monday morning before the flight. And I said, we're not doing that. We need to rip the Band-Aid off. We can't linger here. Lingering is a problem. It's just, it's a mistake. It's a mistake because you just don't want to, you got to get, she's got to meet up new friends, get involved. You don't need her parents anymore. It's enough. Made that decision. Number one, came back, looked at the dorm. One of the crazy things about these dorms, they're co-ed. Well, I guess Lila suggests, okay, let's go co-ed. 
co-ed dorms. So one or next door neighbors are boys. There's people of non-binary. There's all sorts of, this college campus is diverse. Every shape and every color and every creed and every sexual orientation and all of it. It's a fucking mishmash of people. And honestly, I loved it. I love these young kids. Do you want to call they call yourself they? I'm with you, dude. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I, honestly, frankly, I'm I, if you're happy, I'm happy. Ain't got no got no ain't got no problem with me. Yeah, you uh, you identify however you want. You want to be a giraffe? Fine by me too. I don't frankly, it has nothing to do with me as long as you're happy i'm happy we met all sorts of people they were awesome and i found out that there was an all gender bathroom and you're saying okay all gender bathroom that means there was one stall there's one sink there's one oh no 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 it was a big bathroom with stalls and uh showers and it was all gendered i'm like well how the fuck are they gonna do that how do you have girls and boys in the same bathroom. Well, they if you go into a men's room or a women's room, you know you have that the dividers, and the dividers usually have six inches up, and when someone's having a poop, you can see the legs down there, or you're taking a whiz, or you can see people, you can see who's in the bathroom. Well, I mean, you can't get into the, number one, you can't get into the dorms without a key. So people who are not supposed to be there are, they're not going to be, you're not going to, it's very hard for someone who's not supposed to be there to be there. So the the stalls are all the way so there's like a half an inch so there you're in you're in complete you're completely enclosed so the every every shower is enclosed every toilet's enclosed so you really have i mean it is like individual bathrooms and then you wash your hands together and it's not a big deal and i just was like wow this is really great and you know they're really using their heads and there's you know it was really cool and i went to my daughter and she was a little tired and a little cranky and i think she was a little bit jet lagged and a little nervous it was a, she said to me at one point i said how you feeling and she goes well it's a lot it was a lot of anticipation it was a lot of a lot year you know not to mention a year of wanting to go here and finally getting in here and preparing and it was just a lot she finally arrived am i going to be is she going to feel that she put too much into it is it going to exceed her expectations is it going to be worse than her expectations so she's telling me all this and she's very serious and i just i'm just tired and in my mind I, she's not saying i'm jet lagged it's like she's probably jet lagged oh it's so exhausting and you know, it's a lot, and I under, and I'm just like nodding my head, being supportive, and not not being difficult, not telling her to snap out of it, not being an asshole, being supportive. I know it must be very hard. P.S. If you're listening to someone, this is a side note. If you're listening to someone and they tell you something, and you don't want to do if you, if you don't want to do what I said before and and solve the person's problems, I know this is some people just have to solve problem they have to be the ones who fix your problems you know what i'm talking about you know a guy you say something that well this is what you need to do don't do it just leave it alone what you should say is that must be hard that must be hard but the problem is, is you can't let people know that that must be hard is a move it's a move so if someone says to you especially me if i say to you that must be hard or that sounds hard or that must be hard for you it's a move. It's a move. I'm telling you. My, my, I'm telling you it's a move. And it's like, it's a move. It's the I'm with you. It's the I'm with you. I'm with you isn't I'm with you. I'm with you is all right. We've talked enough. That must be hard is a move too. So so Lila's talking and she's saying, oh, you know, I said, it must be hard. And she just, she's like, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, it's hard. 
And I said, well, I got good news. And she said, well, what's the good news? And I said, well, the bathrooms are all gender. And she said, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I turned to her and I'm like, with a big smile, I was ready for it. And I said, yeah, you can shit with the guys. <laughs> That's all I had. Now you can shit with the guys. You can shit with the guys. I got nothing from that. I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, now you can shit with the guys. That's not, that's not, all right. So fine. So we got all squared away. We got a little lunch. Lunch was fine. Uh, I mean, as far as I was concerned, there was a lot of disorganization of where people are supposed to stand. The lines weren't moving very quickly. The kids didn't know where to go. It was a little bit, I mean, it was going to be a little bit of a, they got the people at the lunchroom better figure it out because you're going to have to feed 2,000 people plus every meal. And, you know, somebody got to get their Salisbury steak somehow. You know what I'm saying? So we walked and we, Hillary and I looked at the, gym is beautiful and the in the we went to the library it was beautiful and then there's this incredible outdoor track that looks over the you know los angeles hills and this 15 lane outdoor pool my kids psyched because she's a swimmer uh she was captain of the swim team she's an awesome swimmer now she could swim outside this beautiful lap lane awesome not too far from the shot everything's great we met up with my kid and it was a event with the president and the dean of students and there was another person and it was to welcome the students, it was welcome the parents. So we went to the gymnasium and the the kids went on one side of the gymnasium and the parents were on the other. And they had all these speakers. They had the president of student council who was terrific and he was interesting and then the dean of students. So I love the dean of students. I don't remember his name, but he was the tone from the teachers, and there's a couple things that were really interesting. The tone from the people speaking were, we know you're nervous. We know a lot of you probably come from a far away. We know that you maybe you feel like you don't, you're not supposed to be here. But I want you to know something. You're supposed to be here. We want you here. We chose you. You applied and you fit the criteria. We want you here. And it was, that was cool because a lot of the kids were just like, I don't know if I'm even supposed to be here. This is such a nice campus in California with the coconut trees and all the goddamn things. It feel like it was like Columbia in, it was like Columbia. It looked like Columbia university in Southern California. There were olive trees and lime trees. And it was like, I mean, it was a pretty, as picturesque as you can get. And the, 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 the teachers were, the, the Dean was saying, we want you here where you're supposed to be here. We want you, and it's going to be hard. She's like, he said, I'm not going to tell you it's not going to be hard. I said, being hard is good. He said, we want it to be hard. If it's easy, then there's a problem. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to be tough. And the tough things that happen to you are what is going to make you a better person. And they said, one of those things are, one of the things that's going to be tough, but you have to understand that that's what the best part about a school is is you're going to hear you're going to hear opinions and information that you're not going to like. You're going to hear people who are going to say things that you're not going to like. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to say I disagree with you. I respectfully disagree with you and then you have a kind of a formal a formal or formative conversation. 
you don't say, I don't want to hear this and it, we have to cancel it or this is not to go. It was, they were very, very smart because there's this new concept, this concept of canceling, which I'm convinced is, it's not new concept, it's an old concept. You used to listen to the radio and Opie and Anthony would say something. And then all this uh, special interest group would call the school, the call the, the sponsors and say, you need to stop sponsoring them. And then they would get canceled by uh, advertiser and then when the advertiser started to leave then the radio station would say we got to let you go because the advertisers wouldn't you know what i'm saying that was how you were canceled so when we were canceled is because you'd say something and then special interest groups going after the advertisers you got to stop dealing with these people i don't want to buy your bud light anymore whatever whatever and now we've created this concept where we have people saying to other people i'm being canceled you're, and it's like, I'm, I'm, it's mind-blowingly stupid because there are, you cannot, I can't, you can't cancel someone. What you can do is, <laughs> I don't even want to get into it, but frankly, when other people say I'm being canceled, you're not, you're not being canceled. Number one, nobody cares about you. <laughs> you're not being canceled because you don't matter enough. You don't, Tucker Carlson got canceled because he said enough things that people didn't like it. They went after his advertisers and it was enough was enough. And he may have said the C word to some people and it was enough. And, you know, it, whatever. But he wasn't really canceled. He said things that were people didn't like and they went after the, the Fox and all those people and they got rid of him. There's plenty of other situations. Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo got canceled because he did the wrong thing. He was a reporter on CNN or a television news person on CNN. His brother was the governor of New York. And he was doing unethical things for his brother. He was fired. He wasn't canceled. He was fired for doing something that wasn't right. But what get back to the story is the school, the dean was saying, you are going to hear things that might offend you. And that's okay. If you should be offended, it's good to, it's good growth for you to learn how to deal with things that you're not used to or you're not or you don't believe in or it goes against your values or it goes against your whatever it's okay that was one of the things that was drummed in by a number of the speakers which i really appreciated because college campuses are known for these pussies who were like oh guy's coming to the school and he's gonna speak and we don't like him so we're gonna we're gonna protest him and we're gonna make sure he doesn't come here that's not really what college campus is for. It's for discourse. So that was really psyched about that. And I, the dean of students was awesome. And he was just like, are you ready? Are you guys ready? We're ready for you. We're going to have a great time. We're really proud of you. We're really proud that you're here. We're honored that you're here. They were really, it was a rah-rah for the students. And they did a great job. The president spoke. The president was eloquent. The president did use the Beyonce quotes to make these kids smile because some of them are nervous. They just met their roommates for the first time. Their parents are about to leave. They're about to be as a new chapter in their lives. He did a fucking Taylor Swift. <laughs> he said the poet Taylor Swift once said, I don't know what Taylor Swift said. I don't know. Frankly, I'll never get it, but fine. And it was great. He, he was terrific. College breaks, the meeting breaks up. Everyone's all pumped up. Lila's starting to meet people in the hall. She started meeting other people. And I, and we decide, all right, well now we're supposed to, we're going to have dinner and then we're going to, we're going to go. And I kind of had made the decision. We're going to go after dinner and we're going to leave. 
or we're going to go back to New York. We're not coming back. And I felt as though it was really important because Lila needs to deal with it. You know, she's going to to get off with it. It's enough with us. It's enough. This is it. We're going to drop her off at college. Let's fucking go. We go to dinner, have a nice dinner. It was okay. I mean, look, college food is not, I, I was, I had, I had higher expectations. I had the two, the two things I ate there were fine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's going to, she's going to miss food from home because that was some, I mean, was it prison food? No. <laughs> was it delicious? Well, not the two things I ate. I ate them, but I mean, it was like, have mercy. I mean, I was just like, well, you have mercy. I, but at the same time, they got to feed 2,000 people. What are you going to do? We sit down. We're having a nice conversation. I start to look around. There are no parents at the dining hall. It's all students and athletes, and they're all all the athletes came early, and their kids are meeting each other, and they're having done. And I just look around, and I'm like, well, there are no parents in here right now. So we fi- I finish, and Hillary and Lila are talking, and they're having a conversation. I grab everybody's tray and bring it to the, you know, whatever place where you drop the trays off all the dishes. Come back, and I said, all right, I think we're going to go. And Hillary looks up at me, and, and, and Lila looks up at me and goes, oh, can't we finish our conversation? I said, yeah, finish your conversation, and then your mother and I are going to go. That's it. It's enough. <laughs> and she just looks at me, and I'm like, hey, Lila, you got to look around. There are, there are kids to meet. They're friends to make. You don't need to hang out with us. It's enough. And it was, I was trying to be, trying to pull off the band-aid, but at the same time, not be a dick. And I said, you'll be fine. And look, there are all these kids. You got to meet all these kids. So we start to, she said, okay, okay. So Hillary and I start to walk her to the gate and this is it. You know, my friend is going to go to college and, and we're going to miss her. And, and what are we going to do? And this is crazy. And what is, you know, Hillary and I, our life is going to change because now for 18 years, we've been taking care of this beautiful child. And now there's one person we don't have to take care of anymore. And we're going to go back to the way it was before I had kids, which was a lot of, we had a great time before we had a, one kid. We only had one kid. It was great when we were first together. We, we uh, were together for at least 10 years before Lila was, oh yeah, probably 10 years before Lila was born. So we know what, to, we know how to have a good time. We're walking towards the gate and um, Lila's starting to get a little bit, yeah, just a little bit teary. And, you know, she's just moved in, just met her roommates. You know, it's like, and then we get to the gate and I can, she just starts crying. And then Hillary starts crying and then I'm just, you know, we got to stop, you know, you, these, these things you just need to, and was I crying? I was choked up for sure. And all of a sudden we're standing and we're sitting at the gate overlooking the sunset and the fucking California Hills. And it's just like, I cannot believe our daughter is going to school in California. And it's just like, I mean, it is legitimately, it is legitimately beautiful. This car rolls up and the windows roll down and it's the Dean of Students. And he's, he's, you know, driving home or whatever. And I have a problem where if somebody's a good speaker, I got to let them know. I love good speakers. And, and the cool thing was, was like the speakers at this event were so much different than the speakers that my, my daughter ever heard. They were eloquent and exciting and they were off the cuff and it wasn't, it didn't just seem like practice. I mean, it seemed like they understood what they were going to say. It wasn't just like this speech that they heard from a stupid whatever preparation and all of a sudden 
all of a sudden, he rolls the window down. And I said, Dean, Dean, that was awesome. You were fantastic. And I give him, a, you know, I pump my fist. And he says, thank you so much. And then he looks at Lila and she sees that Lila's crying. We didn't even introduce ourselves. He just looks at her nose that she's a student. He points his finger at her and he says, are you ready? And it was like, I got fucking goosebumps now just remembering it. Because it was just like, for some reason, it was just like, we're ready for you. And he was just like, he just says, are you, he looks at her and he goes, are you ready? Just like that. And it was so fucking cool. And Lila kind of smiled and we're like, all right. And I said, all right, we're getting that fuck out of here. You can't get, I mean, you can't get much better than that. The Dina student says, are you ready? Well, we're fucking ready. Let's get out of here. And I grabbed and we hugged and Lila cried. And I said, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Lila, Hillary and I walked off and it was like a very, very somber walk back to the hotel. And we're talking about parenting and what we did right and what we did wrong and all the things that lead us here and it's crazy and remembering the the fucking diapers and the, the throwing up and the sicknesses and the successes and the failures and we're remembering it all and it was like it was just, it felt like she wasn't there and as we were farther and farther walking away this is real and it's just the two of us and it was just this beautiful conversation and we really were it was a great conversation. It was a very sad walk. I mean, you walk on the sidewalks of LA. I mean, he fucking terrible. I mean, you, you want to talk about a city that nobody walks. I ain't nobody walking except for homeless people. <laughs> a lot of homeless people hanging out. But I mean, it's not like New York where there's tons of people. It's just like, I feel like I'm walking on a, you feel like you're walking, you're on a sidewalk, but you might as well be walking down a highway. There's nobody walking. So we had this great conversation and it was real. And um, we went to the hotel, woke up the next morning, almost missed our flight because Uber didn't want to, <laughs> Uber, Uber, nobody wanted to take us to the airport because apparently driving to the airport in the morning is a disaster, which it was. And we got to the airport and um, it was sad. It was really sad. And we were both kind of quiet and trying to be gentle. Hillary and I were being very gentle towards each other. And I remember some of our friends were sending us goofy messages and giving us advice. And are you okay? Is everybody okay? Are you okay? Yeah, we're fine. And people were wondering about how you're emotionally feeling and about the fucking hurricane and the goddamn earthquake and we're fine. And then our friend and our other friends writes us something and my sister's wondering, you know, what's going on. And we're just like, ugh, could you fucking all leave us alone, please? Getting unsolicited advice, which you all, we all know I don't like. And we're, Hillary and I are being very gentle to each other. We're being very thoughtful towards each other because we know that we're kind of, you know, very, it's, we're very proud of Lila. We're very proud of Lila. And um, we're very proud of Lila and we're happy for her. Of course. And all the things that she did to get there were all done by her. There was never holding feet by the fire. There was never saying, you better do your homework. The kid 
has witnessed what we did. And the thing is, and I'm not going to say I'm a great parent. I am a great parent. <laughs> that was pathetic. I told you I'm making it about me. I told you I wasn't going to make it about me. When I was in California to make it about me, but I, this is my goddamn podcast. I'll make it about me. We're good parents. We know what the fuck to do. The move is you don't tell them how it is. You show them how it is. So we, she saw her mom would work on weekends sometimes. Mom works in healthcare. Sometimes she got to work a Saturday shift. Uh, sometimes I had to work a Saturday. I come home dirty. I come home working hard. I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning because I got to go things I got to do. She saw us working and not, and not just saying what we're going to do, but she saw us doing it. And that was what was helpful to her. Never had to ask her to do her homework. She always was on top of it. She saw how organized her mother was and she became organized. She saw how hardworking I was and she became hardworking. We showed her how to do it and she did it. And we didn't tell her. We didn't lecture her. We didn't tell her. This is how you what, do as I say, not as I do. So we told her what to do. We showed her what to do and that's it. She got in on her own merit. She did all the work herself. She did all the applications herself. She got all the recommendations herself. She had her checklists in different colors to make sure that she had everything needed in order to get into college. She did it all herself. We did very little. Hillary did. I had to do all you know the the financial aid shit and all that stuff. But at the same time, Lila did it all. She got in, she kept her number six in her class. She got all of her high honors. She got as many scholarships as she could, merit-based scholarships, and she got stuff that she didn't even ask for. She did it all herself. She got into that school. We're very proud of her. It is remarkable. She is remarkable. We're very excited. And we're worried, obviously. So we get home. We're, well, oh, I forgot. I forgot. Because we're cheapskates, when it comes to flying, my wife and I are cheapskates. I don't, I don't see myself ever buying a first class ticket or a business class ticket for this reason. I cannot express that I don't want to pay extra money to be comfortable for a couple of hours. That's just, I just cannot, I cannot put a thousand dollars into five hours of travel. I cannot do an extra thousand dollars to be a little bit more comfortable for five, five hours. Can't do it. Now, if you wanted to buy me some tickets to, if somebody was offering tickets to first class, I'm with you. I, 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 it's, it's for me and I'll take three. I am with you. You want to buy me tickets, nice flying tickets. I'll be, I, I'll take him, but you ask me to pay for him. I will sit with the turkeys. No problem with that either. I go to fucking Spain. I gotta, you gotta fucking shoehorn me into a spot. Like, I mean, I might as well be, you know, I am fucking tore up by the time we get off that plane. Just the way it is. We get the cheap tickets. Well, we were got to the airport. We're very sensitive. We're very, it's weird. It's strange that we're flying off back to our home without our daughter. We weren't sitting next to each other. We were supposed to sit, and then we couldn't move seats. No one could move. Our airline couldn't move seats. So we're sitting, got on the plane, and Hillary's in the middle seat, and I'm in the middle seat across the aisle. So there's two people in between us. One of them is a, uh, one of the person next to me is a flight attendant. We were in the emergency rows. And then next to my wife on the aisle, so my Wife was in the middle on one side. I'm in the middle on the other side. And on the aisles, on the 
in the seat next to me on the aisle was a flight attendant who was supposed to work, but then they told her, we just want you to sit and we're going to have you work when you get back to New when you get to New York. So she was sitting next to me. And then there was this woman sitting next to my wife on the aisle, very chatty, very chatty woman. And she says to Hillary, Oh, what are you doing? And Hillary said, Oh, you know, we just dropped our, and I think that and I'm saying this, out of love to my wife. I've known my wife almost 30 years. We've been together almost 30 years. We've been together a long time. We've been we've been together longer than half our lives. We've been together we've been together longer than half of our lives in general. So we've been together we're both almost 50. Been together almost 30 years. Been together since we were 20, 19 20 something, you know? So I can tell that Hillary is becoming very, you know, she's very t- talkative to people and she's, she's talking to the Uber drivers and she's talking to this person, that person. She's very, she's being very chatty. I'm sure that there's some nerves. I don't know what it is. She's being very friendly. She's a friendly person. So this woman's talking to Hillary. Well, you know, well, we just dropped our daughter off to college and my husband's sitting over there. And I could tell that Hillary was just trying to like make a whole thing about it. We're not, you know, we're sad and we're not sitting together too, but she didn't make a big thing. We're not, we're not the type of people to ask, Hey, do you mind switching seats? We're not doing it because I don't want to, I just can't, I can't, I don't know if I can handle number one, handle the rejection or two, feel like I owe someone something. I will be fine for five and a half hours, but it would be nice. It would be nice if my wife and I could sit next to each other, we have a bag full of chips and sandwiches and things to eat. It would be nice if we could sit next to each other so we can commiserate. Commiserate's the right word. We're not flying home with our daughter. Commiserate. So my wife is like, I can kind of hear what she's saying. And she's kind of, yeah, you know, my husband over there, he's a, she goes, she told a woman, he's a knife maker, which I'm not thrilled about only because you're on an airplane. I don't talk, don't talk about being, you know, knife making. I don't, I, for some reason, I'm just like, well, you know, people go, well, you know, you know, it's not illegal. I know it's not illegal, but I don't need to draw attention to myself. You know what I'm saying? I just, it's just like, it's enough. I don't need, I'm a narcissist, but I'm not that much of a narcissist. So she's talking about my, me, and she's talking about Lila, and talking about the college, and she's talking about the experience. And then I I think to myself, I'm going to hand the bag of food. The flight attendant next to me, she goes to the bathroom, I'm like, I'm going to hand, I'm going to hand Hillary the bag of food. And then the woman's going to think, why don't I just switch seats? I hand it over to to Hillary nothing so that she's talking oh, it must be hard being away from your kid she this woman felt nothing she never said why don't you guys sit together i mean the seats were the same the seats were good I and mean, we were in the emergency section room to go nothing and then I'm like i'm gonna watch a movie and then i'm thinking oh what movie should i watch i don't want to watch these goddamn movies and there's departed i'm thinking i haven't seen the departed in a long time i'm gonna watch the departed and this big sign comes up on the screen saying this movie is violent and it has sexual conduct it has terrible language and it has violence and gratuitousness and blood and guts and all that i'm obviously exaggerating maybe and it says maybe underneath this maybe the person next to you might not want you to watch this i'm exaggerating but it was the point of like be courteous to the people next to you. You don't want to watch. I don't know why they had it. If they're, if they're worried about it, why they have it on there. But they were saying, it said, 
This movie is really inappropriate for the person next to you. Why don't you pick something else, more or less? So no, I, I'm not saying I don't want the, I don't want the the flight attendant to feel weird. I'm watching, you know, Jack Nicholson hack people's heads off. So I ended up watching Moneyball. Great movie. I highly recommend if you're if you, even if you're not a baseball fan, Moneyball. Brad Pitt is a general manager. Fucking good movie. Josh, uh, what's his name? Jonah Hill. Eh, he's fine. It's a great movie. So I watched Moneyball. We landed. We jo- Hillary and I joked about the fact that this goddamn woman wouldn't give us a seat. Fine. She didn't have to. You know, people don't do that anymore. I would. Hillary's like, I would have done it. And I said, me too. I would have been, be the good guy. Be the good guy. What, what are you going to do? So we got home and um, here we are. So it's been a few days. It's been a few days since we've been home. We're back at work. And I'm trying not to check in too much with my kid. I'm trying not to, you know, I don't want to bug her. I don't want to give her to her. I don't want her to think that, you know, that was one of the things that the dean of students says, you know, if your parents text you, text them back. They're going to, otherwise they're going to call me and then I got to find out what's going on. I'm not doing that. I'm giving, leaving her alone. And last night, so this is Thursday. Last night I started getting texts from our daughter. With pictures from her new friend, with her new friends, all these f- girlfriends and these friends that she's met in the in the dorm, and she's taking pictures with them. They went on a hike in the in the California hills, and she's taking pictures with all these kids, and they're all smiling, and they're all very stylish, and everyone looks kind of. I mean, these are Lila's people. These are her people, and she says, "I met this new friend, and these new friends, and here's some of the friends I met. This has only been like forty eight hours." And I just started smiling because I, I was nervous. You know, you get nervous. You just like part of you is thinking, what if she built this up to be too much? What if this is, what if she's going to, I don't want her to be, my sister transferred schools. We're going to get her on and break her balls for a while. She ain't listening to this right now. I, when I get Carrie on here, trust me, she told me, oh, come on, but you can't ask me about this. I'm, fu- oh, don't worry about that, Carrie. I won't, t- I won't touch it. I'm touching it, dude. She, she going to fucking get into it. And she's going to call me a dope. <laughs> she's going to call me you dope. Fine. I was worried. I didn't want her to be a transfer student. I, I didn't want also the stress of, her thinking, this is the school for me, this is the school for me. And then all of a sudden she gets there and she's miserable. I didn't want that either. And I started getting all these messages. She's having a great time. She's meeting new people. These are friends. These are people that she likes. They're people on her hall. And this person's on my hall. And this person has a has a uh, one person a balcony and they watch the sunset off of this balcony. I mean, it's like unbelievable. We've scrimped and saved and let her let her basically scrimped and saved and made her work hard in public school and now she got she's riding high she's riding high and i tell you what i couldn't be happier for her and it's sad and part of the sadness is, is i know i'm not going to see her for a while there's a family reunion there's a family weekend coming up in in october and um and i told hillary you go because it's too expensive for us to both go. Fly, hotel, board the goddamn dogs, these goddamn dogs. I love the dogs, but it's like you can't, I mean, you can't just let them loose for a couple of days. And then, you know, it's the whole thing. So I said to Hillary, I said, Hillary, I want you to go to Parents Weekend. I'll, I'll ride the pine. I'll take care of the dogs. It'll be cheaper. It'll, she was thrilled, but at the same time knew, you know, don't say too much. I mean, my, my change is mine. It's fine. 
I'll see her at Thanksgiving. And we'll have a great time. And I'll make her a nice Thanksgiving meal. I'll make her whatever the fuck she wants. And if she wants chicken parm again, I'll make her chicken parm. If she wants paella, I'll make her paella. I'll make her whatever she wants. And I'm going to, you know that I'm going to be calling her up saying, I have a great idea. This night we're going to have this and that night we're going to have that. And I'm very excited about it. It won't be a long time, but it's going to be a good time. And um, I'm happy for her. And I'm proud of her. And it is, um, I know I've been talking, I know this episode is just like, you know, just talk about you and your family. Yeah. That's it. That's what I know. Because you know why? Because I fucked up. I fucked up last week. I had a fucking... And I was. this was supposed to be the holiday. This was supposed to be a week off, goddamn you. This goddamn me. This was supposed to be a week off. This was supposed to be a week off for me for mental health reasons. Because I'm sad because my daughter's gone. I had a whole episode squared away. I hadn't I didn't get a week off because I made last week's episode. You got a week off. I didn't get a week off. I didn't get a week off. You got a week off. So I had two in the bank. I haven't had a week off. And I hear and I what am I gonna do? Tell jokes? God damn you, people? What do you want from me, blood? What do you want from me, blood? All right, back back to normal. So that's it. It's great. She's thrilled. We're thrilled for her. She's having a great time. I gotta send her. She she finally they 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 don't allow they didn't allow certain things in her dorms, and now she got the approval to get the coffee machine. So I gotta send her a pile of coffee from our town. She wants a pile of coffee from town. She got. I gotta send her this other thing and. It'll be fine. And I look forward to making your little funny little uh, little packages, care packages. I know her mom's going to do the same thing. And uh, look, it's a new chapter in our lives. It's a strange chapter in our lives. You know, you take care of someone. That was, and I'm going to leave you on this. Um, so I said, to, I was talking to my wife. We had a lot to catch up on. I mean, it's, we've been together almost 30 years, 18 of them taking care of a person. And I said to her, like now, I mean, our groceries are changing. When I buy groceries, our dinners are changing. Uh, we don't have to buy as much food. There's not certain requirements. We're going to try new things. We're going to go do things. She, Hillary's already has a plans to go out with some of her girlfriends on Friday. I'm going to go watch the Yankee game on Friday with a friend of mine. We're going to go do things together. We're going to go. We're going to go to parties. We're going to invite people over. We're going to, you know, try to like, you know, enjoy the new, this new part of our life without our daughter. And it's going to be great. And what I said to my wife was, and I said to her in a very, I said, don't don't be mad that I say this and don't, I'm not saying anything. Just give me your honest answer. Does it feel different now that there's one more person that you don't have to take care of right now? And she says, it's interesting that you say that because yes, the answer is I feel as though there's one more person that I don't have to take care of. And it's interesting. And she says, there's almost like, I don't feel unfulfilled, but I feel like we've done our job. And she gave me a high five and she says, it was a very loving moment between me and my wife. And I know you're going to be like, oh, I'm sure fucking fader. And, but it was, you know, we did our job. We did our job. She's ready to go. God willing, everything going to be okay. Uh, it's only been a less than a week and so far so good. And, uh, there you go. So mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Fucking did it. Fucking did it. Um, and this episode, I fucking did this episode too. So I didn't know what I was going to do. I felt guilty that we didn't have last week's episode, but that's the way it is. I got some good shit coming in the pipe. 
I was going to do questions. I had uh, questions from the from uh, from the listeners. If you want to interact with the show, go to the Full Blast Podcast on Instagram. You can send in questions. You can send in questions, and not like knife talk questions. How do you do your fucking plunge lines? I ain't gonna answer the knife talk questions. You want to ask knife talk questions? Go to Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. But if you want to ask questions on this podcast, you interact with this podcast. Go to the Full Blast Podcast on Instagram, and you can send in questions. And I'm gonna start asking questions for you of for my guests. I have some guests, and I'm not gonna tell you who guests are anymore. You know why? Because I got a lot of fucking ball breaking because I was supposed to have Lila on last week, and obviously it wasn't there. So it's where's Lila? Where's Lila? If you have questions for any of my guests, and don't be specific, if you have just general questions, send them in, and then I'll pepper them in every so often. I'll say your name. Everyone's happy. Bingo, bango, bongo. I'm with you, and that's it. So here we are. I want you to go to Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, uh, Fader Knives, obviously, or Jeff Fader, G-E-O-F-F-F-E-G-E-R-P-S. Go to Starbucks. They spell your name incorrectly on purpose. I learned this the hard way. I asked for a coffee. Jeff, J-E-F. They wrote J-E-F-G. And people made the joke. I put it online. Everyone's saying, oh, Jeff with a G. Get it. It's a ploy. Don't worry about that. So my it, it's a marketing gimmick. They spell your name incorrectly. So you fucking put it on Instagram saying how funny is that? And then the, all of a sudden Starbucks gets their fucking thing. So I'm done. Thank you, Andre Kalani, for enlightening me. I'm never going to do that again. Jeff Fader on Instagram, G-E-O-F-F-F-E-D-E-R on Instagram, Fader Knives on Instagram, and the Full Blast Podcast on Instagram. And if you can, it would be nice, it would be nice if you went to the place that you listen to your podcasts and wrote a five-star review and give me a nice review. Give me a five stars, give me a nice review. It helps me. You know why? Because... I'm a narcissist and I need some fucking, I need some goddamn, uh, you know, I need some, I need a pat on the back, but I don't want a pat on the back in the DMs. I want a pat on the back where it counts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like a fucking tree. If it falls in the forest, no one's there. I mean, no one sees it or hears it. Then did it exist? Okay, guys. I got a great show coming up. And next two shows I'm very excited about. I think you will be too. People that you know will have some fun. Follow me on Instagram, a full blast podcast on Instagram, or you can send in your questions. And uh, there you go. I'm with you. And uh, look, <laughs> that's the way it is. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Thank you. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.